You're listening to On The Terrace. This is the companion to Night Terrace, the time travel comedy for your ears, giving you a few little behind-the-scenes tidbits on how it was all put together. And this is episode zero. I'm Vaya. I have the creators, two of the creators of Night Terrace here, Ben McKenzie and John Richards. Hello. I have a thousand questions that I'll be putting to you guys. So Night Terrace essentially follows Dr. Anastasia Black, played by Jackie Woodburn, and the companion that she meets in the first episode through various adventures in different planets and there's certain issues that need to be resolved each time. It's a bit like early 60s Doctor Who if it was a sitcom starring Susan from Neighbours. I think something quite unusual has happened and we are no longer in Melbourne. Are we in Queensland? The house didn't just move us in space, it also moved us in time. So this is what you do? Weird space stuff, aliens being shot at. What I used to do, I'm retired. Ah! We're seeing the universe, embracing life, not going to work. Why does this stuff not freak you out? Yeah, when we created Night Terrace, it's weird because it's not quite a radio drama. Like, there was no term for what it was. It was like audio, mm. digital, downloadable content. I was actually on a stand-up stage the other night and I said, I'm so glad it's going to be broadcast on the BBC <laughs> because now when people ask me what it is, I can it's just say, it's a radio show. show. It's a radio show. Instead it's of such saying, a relief. Because otherwise it's like, is it a podcast? Well, no, because we never, it's not an RSS feed. You can't subscribe to it. You have to buy it. Oh, was it on the radio? No, it wasn't no, on the so it's radio. Sort of, yeah, so it's, it's an audio drama. How was it born? So yeah, back in 2013 for the 50th anniversary, Ben and I had an idea to do a Doctor Who podcast called Splendid Chaps. Um, and we brought in the fabulous David Ashton doing sound and Petra Elliott coming in as the voice of authority. So it wasn't just blokes talking all the time. God, no, not more of that. <laughs> It's time for Splendid Chaps, the podcast with an indefinite capacity for pretension. Please welcome your hosts, Splendid Chaps, both of them, Ben McKenzie and John Richards. Hello. And welcome to Splendid Chaps, episode seven slash religion. Yes, the seventh or indeed 23rd in oh, the series. whatever it is. We're not even counting yeah, anymore. We can't keep making the joke. 11 episodes, 11 doctors, and, you know, both of those things are wrong now. Hideous. And, yeah, it was great. And, that was that, and we, we, I don't know, it was such a fun experience. We mm. planned to do one show a month to do 11 shows, and we did 26 in the end, I think. It was... was the, yeah, it was 24 or 25, I yeah, think. It yeah, it was a very popular... We kept saying it was 26, but I think, I think we inflated <laughs> that, that time, number. who knows? Yeah. Now, it's more than that now, because we've done a few extras. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, you know, John and I were looking for an excuse to work together because I'd come and been a guest on uh, Box Cutters, mm. um, his uh, old TV podcast that ran for a really long time. It was a great podcast. Uh, and then, yeah, we were like, we should do something together. So and we, we thought about, initially we were going to do a live show. We talked about a couple of ideas for live shows. We were going to do a show yeah. called Word Nerds. There was some great stuff out. Yeah, we were trying to see if we could get a word into the English language, into, into the dictionary. That was the goal. We've never talked about that. We should go it? back and do that because it's a really it good idea. It is a really fun idea, yeah. It should yeah. a podcast. Um, yeah, it should. Uh, but the... Um, you don't need more... Po- no one needs more podcasts. <laughs> 
this right is, now well, when this, we're doing a podcast about a podcast. This is technically <laughs> the fourth actual honest to goodness podcast of, from Splendid Chaps Productions and I'm so glad to have one that's not mostly me <laughs> producing. I got told today that the podcast is to the current time what the um, the the uh, tattoo of the butterfly on the ankle was oh, to the 90s. Oh, that's so mean. <laughs> and yet. Uh, I am running a podcast festival. I resent that comment. But I suddenly feel cool because I've never had a tattoo and I've never felt cool enough to get a tattoo. But and you've got more than one podcast. I'll slap a podcast any, on, on any part of my body. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so, and we did, it was a live show, uh, Splendid Chaps, because we thought we'd, we'd marry John's expertise at um, audio and, and podcasting with my experience doing live shows. Live I mean, shows, yes. John had also done live shows and I'd done a little bit of podcasting, but they were our specialties. And um, it worked great, better than we ever imagined it would, I think. I'm going to spend And so you sat down one day in a cafe. We did. And mm. devised Night Terrace. Yeah, Night Terrace weirdly came from the idea. So we got to the end of Splendid Chaps and we had an audience. And I've certainly never had an audience before. <laughs> I would yeah. know what to do with them. And I um and I kind of thought this seems silly that we're, you know, Splendid Chaps would only be for a year. It was always meant to be for only a year. And I'm, you know, it wouldn't have worked, I think, to have kept it going. It was no. nice that it existed for that celebration year. But it was things like, well, we've got an audience. What would we do that an audience would like? And, of course, we all had experience in writing and acting and, you know, narrative. And we got Lee Zachariah as well, who'd been a regular sort of guest of the show. And and it just made sense. We went, well, we've got all the skills. Let's let's do a, you know, narrative comedy. Let's do a half-hour comedy series. And let's take a bunch of the ideas that we sort of talked about throughout the year. Like, yeah, why can't the lead be a woman? And, yeah, which I'd like to point out, we got there, what, five years earlier? We did. We did. Well, well, four, four years. Four yeah. years. Before Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. Which brings me to a question from the audience. Mm-hmm. Simon emailed, was Jackie Woodburn the only Neighbours alum you ever wanted for a role in the show? Well, she was the only choice for Anastasia. Yeah, we like, wanted her as the lead, definitely. I don't, I don't think we even had a second choice for Anastasia. No, we were like, well, if she says no, I guess we're not doing it. <laughs> yeah, we, we was. Well, no, I think we did discuss some other names, but I don't know that they were from Neighbours. I think she was the no. she was the one we wanted. But there was that thing because um, I seem to remember there were some things. I mean, we talked about this beforehand, Vaya, but um, yeah, I spent a little bit of time trying to see if I could be a, a writer on Neighbours. I've done the, the Neighbours writer thing twice, and it's proved conclusively that I cannot be a writer on Neighbours. Um, you and me both, buddy. <laughs> yeah. We should form some kind of support group. <laughs> oh. And one of the things, the first time I had to do is you had, well, you had to watch like three weeks worth of the show before coming in to be in the writer's room. And I remember there was this episode in which Susan and Carl had split up again and Susan had been living away from Carl and then the dog that they'd had together was dying. Audrey, and a vet, a vet had to come around to put her down. And so Susan had come back to wait with Carl for the vet to come around and kill their dog while their relationship was crumbling. And I thought, this is an award-winning play. You know, this is amazing. And every scene was amazing. And that thing generally across the whole thing, just watching Jackie and going, she's such an amazing actor. And also she's really good comedy and no one ever kind of struck me had given her the the props for her comedy skills. And I remember we were talking about actors and that whole thing of what we wanted was someone in the lead who had presence – preferably would also have a UK knowledge, would be very useful, because that's the only other country in which, well, the only country in which audio drama is really a thing. Mm. And also I wanted someone unexpected, 
Yeah, because there's a certain thing with comedy shows where uh, certain people will go in there and say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, yeah, um, Francis Greenslade's in episode two. And Francis Greenslade is exactly the kind of person you would expect to hear in Night Terrace, I think. Yeah, and we have we cast a lot of comedians in guest yeah, roles. great yeah. roles. But Jackie would not be who you would expect. Yeah. yeah. And that's why, and even our first bunch of, when we were kickstarting, it was all like, help send Susan into space. Like, it was all this whole thing of pushing Susan Kennedy's going into space. Because it's such an unexpected bit of casting. And yet the moment, well, firstly, you look at her face on the poster and then the moment you hear her voice, that beautiful, warm voice, mm-hmm. it just makes perfect sense. I also love her, her, her first bit of dialogue, proper dialogue, is the bit where, where Eddie goes, Hello, would you like to save money? No. And I just love that so much. That's her first interaction I, with Eddie. I nearly fell off my chair several times during that first read-through when when I first, because I hadn't met Jackie before then, um, and I came to the read-through and I was bringing all the scripts on, on my bicycle, if I remember rightly. So I was carrying all oh, these ben. scripts. And then we, uh, and I came up the stairs and there she was. And I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down and stop being flustered and, uh, and we'll do a read-through. And yeah, she was just, she just nailed every joke. I was yeah. so excited. Well, the disdain with which she regards Eddie, yeah. Anastasia, mm. I'm talking about, is not dissimilar to the disdain that Susan dishes out to Carl every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> it's, she's tapping into the same part of her psyche for that. But there is that thing that Anastasia is, I mean, Anastasia is superior because Anastasia is a superior. Like, that's like, she that's, is. Yeah, no, she, yeah. she is. And, and Susan is. I mean, sometimes she doesn't run the high school very well on Ramsey Street. <laughs> or or, or the time. newspaper or wherever it is yeah. that she's working with. I, I have to admit, like, I can't remember, and, and I don't, I'm not a regular Neighbours Watcher, but I, I do, you know, I catch it sometimes, and I can't remember the last time I saw a scene where Susan is actually at the school. Like, she's always at home. Well, she and was I'm a like, journalist, but the, the ones I watched, so I don't even remember the and school. actually, her, she's got a little side hustle going. Is she days. still the principal, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But in her downtime, yeah. she's a marriage celebrant. And in 2019, she had one week where she did a funeral, a wedding, and was also still the principal. That is a busy woman. That's a big week. But don't ask her how many of the weddings... Oh, survived, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, no. And she has to fit all that tattooing time for her sleeves. Actually, no, they finished now. Oh, no, that's Jackie. That's not the character. Sorry. That's, yeah. yeah, Jackie's yeah. sleeves are, yeah. Yeah, Susan doesn't Kennedy have, doesn't have her any. Her tattoo sleeves, you know, the ones they have to cover up on the show. You know how, like, Jackie's got oh. full sleeves. Let me tell you this. An Australian soap opera that shoots six episodes a week does not have time to be covering up. <laughs> that is very true. That's a fair. lady's full tattoo sleeves. That's fair. I have dispelled the rumour. <laughs> and... Uh, well, the reason I talk about Neighbours a lot is I host a Neighbours podcast, which was this is my this is what brought me this here. Is this is my in. Uh, this is how you got me yeah. w- into your nerdery. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, thank you, thank you for joining us <laughs> on our time travel journey. Uh, I'm going to rely on you and your guests and the other splendid chaps to guide me. Sometimes there might be some time travel or um, sci-fi tropes that I may not have encountered before. Mm-hmm. Mm unless it's in a parody of a sci-fi thing, that I might need yeah, yeah, yeah. navigation. Well, if only you knew some nerds who could help you out. <laughs> and we should probably say to people listening to that we, we are going to do our best to avoid spoilers for future episodes as yeah. we talk about each episode. So we will ha- spoil that specific episode. We'll spoil the hell out of it. Oh, yeah. So don't <laughs> listen to this before you've listened to it. That's why we're going to release them after each episode's been broadcast on BBC Radio 4 Extra. And I'm only watching them a bit at a time, mm-hmm. so I'm not too far ahead. Mm-hmm. So I, I'll, I'll yell out if you So when it jumps the me. shark, you'll go, oh, God, there it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. Now, 
Anastasia, Dr. Anastasia Black. Yes. We don't need to know what she's a doctor of. We do not. It doesn't matter. Because <laughs> we don't know. <laughs> and she's had a whole career or hobby. Is it a hobby or is it a career? Oh, oh it was a no, job. No, full on career. Yeah, she worked She worked for a very serious organisation. How did she, so she monetized this oh, yeah. endeavour. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The department's terrible. She can afford a terrace house in Melbourne. She's got money. <laughs> I mean, it was oh, yeah. 2014. True. She didn't need as much money as she would need now, but, yeah. but she Even bought one. And she has travelled through space and time, putting out fires, metaphorically well, and physically. Well, she, she did it on Earth. Uh, like her backstory oh. is she she was working for this organisation on Earth. And you find more about about this as the but series goes on. we never clarify on. exactly. She, she, she certainly has she's, knowledge. She's got experience with space stuff. Like she's yeah. certainly met aliens. Maybe she's gone into space, but it, it seems fairly clear that that she hasn't really she she's not she's nonplussed by going to other yeah. planets as you'll discover but but i don't know it's not well, clear if she's done it yeah, before we, we deliberately tried to keep it a bit we don't say too much specifically about her past but she's definitely got experience with aliens and time travel and stuff like that but she's done she starts the series ready to hang up her boots oh, yeah. she's, had she's retired mm-hmm. but much like my mum who retired and is now spending her days Pattern testing for crochet designers on the internet. The old, old story. Yeah. Uh, she can't stay retired. She's John Farnham retired. Mm. My, gr- my grandmother was the same. She, she made uh, children's clothing for her um, entire professional life. And then when she was retired, she still had four different sewing machines in her garage <laughs> and was still making things for people. I think, I think she might have slowed down a bit that's now. That's a sweatshop. No, well, not when it's your own garage and you're the only one in it. <laughs> Although it is quite sweaty. She does live in Queensland. So. Okay. Yeah. So Night Terrace is the name of this. Would you call it a time machine? Well, it's a or house. A spaceship. It's a house. It is a house. You find more. Well, you find out little bits about its nature. Again, we don't go into. Well, I, we need to leave the house a bit of a mystery. That okay. We you might find out more about it later on. So you might some, not. So some things I'm allowed to not understand, and that's okay. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Things, yeah. things will be revealed. A lot of uh, we we put a lot of mystery in to intrigue people. And Stuart asked if you'd done anything like this before, an audio play, again, an audio, a an, an narrative. An audio drama. Audio drama. Why can't I think of what these things are called? Well, the standard term is audio drama, but the problem yeah. is it's not a drama, it's a comedy, so it doesn't quite work. And if you say audio comedy, people go, what do you mean? Narrative that- comedy and that's all it. Yeah. And if you say audio dramedy, someone will punch oh, you in no. the face. As so. they should, as yeah. well they should. Yeah. Um, I did write back in the day when I was back with the, the third year on Triple R, again with the, the fabulous David Ashton, not enough, we did do a, uh, a thing for Radio National when they were having a brief go at doing radio drama again mm. um so that was a 30-year production that was set inside a house that it was taking all the cliches of old comedies it was all like the goodies actually i remember that it was yeah. it was the only house in collingwood with a view of paris i remember that because um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the joke was why is the red so expensive look at this oh it's the eiffel tower yes the only place in collingwood um so we did one episode of that um they then didn't kind of do any more from that so we did a bunch of them for triple r so yeah the 30 was a was a triple r sketch comedy a show mm. we occasionally would do a narrative episode um and i wrote you know uh, adam richard and i obviously co-wrote outland together for the telly so that's sort of yeah my, yeah. my background and performance wise i've done a lot of voice acting most of it narration for um educational videos oddly enough and just a weird niche that i found myself in so you've been lulling students to sleep then in class well no actually i i do i did get i i'm i get because there's a more famous ben mckenzie right i'm not the one on gotham just to not clear that up gotham. if anyone's listening or just don't um, clear it up well just don't well the problem is if i don't clear it up then i get fan mail for the other ben mckenzie because he doesn't have his own website yeah. If they loved you in Gotham. And I do get, I get emails from people who, who are asking me like, I think 
you should have Robin on the show. You should put Robin in it. I'm like, he's not born yet. But also, I'm not that Ben McKenzie. <laughs> I love the fact that your nerdery um, comes forward and goes, no, hang on. Yeah, wait. No, look, <laughs> it doesn't make any <laughs> sense. It doesn't make any sense. But the other thing that happens is I, I do occasionally get fan mail from students who have seen these educational videos. And one of them was, a, I basically played a real creep in this episode who follows this girl around. And the whole thing was a big metaphor for enzymes. Because uh, he was looking for the right enzyme to catalyze his relationship with this woman. It was a cringeworthy. Hashtag not all enzymes. <laughs> it was. Oh no! It was really awful. Like in, ha- in in hindsight, I'm like, I shouldn't have done it. I should have said this script is awful. I'm not doing it. But uh, and that one, I actually appeared on screen, and I and someone emailed me and said, Hey, so did you and Sally get together or nah? <laughs> like, oh. People no. will ship anything. They would, yeah. Oh, actually, you just reminded me. There is actually a TV show in which you and I appear in the same shot. Yes. Oh, there is too. There is too. Lee the, Zachariah's Bazura yeah, Project. Yeah, Bazura Project. Amazing show. We're Lee in the Zachariah. episode of Fence, I think it's called. Yeah, it? and there's a scene in which um, Lee and Shannon are presenting clips from films that are really homophobic or sexist or whatever. Yeah. And we're meant to be this sort of audience getting offended and they're, they're totally missing the point of the offence. But it's yeah. really funny. At one point, because lovely Ben gets a couple of lines, but I'm sitting at the, the desk behind him doing confused and disgusted face. I am not an actor. And it's actually really funny. There's a couple of points in which, in which the two of us are actually in the same shot. That was before we even started working together. Oh, yeah. So, two more questions. So when you did all come together to plot this, you've got you, John and Ben, you've got um, David Ashton, Petra Elliott and Lee Zachariah mm-hmm. all devised the story for mm-hmm. the series. Yeah. How did you kind of step that out, the beats of the A lot of it was episodes. based um, on making sure the episodes were going to be different enough to each other, I think. So we'd go, well, this one's going to be in the future, this one's going to be in the past, this one's going to look at this. So we, we started off, I think, from a kind of big overview of just how do we not repeat ourselves. That's what I seem to remember was the first kind of step. Yeah, and we also wanted to hit some of those sci-fi tropes that were rich minds for comedy. And, I, I mean, I've got some of my original notes from, from those early meetings here. Um, most of which, to be honest, are about my episodes because I was already going, oh, God, how am I going to write this? Uh, what am I going to do? Um, but, yeah, we had uh, eight, eight. We always knew it was going to be eight episodes. That was always the plan. Um, and, yeah, we wanted time travel. We wanted space. We wanted aliens. Um, we wanted at least one historical episode. And uh, for whatever reason, it's, I'm the traditional historical episode writer for the show I think, so I think far. you're best at researching. We kind of feel like you've got the... Well, I do. I am a massive nerd, so you know. And so, and also that thing that you know, there are, like you're saying, tropes and things. So, like the the third episode when we get to it is the one I think you're, you're referring to, which is also a sort of Miss Fisher kind of murder mystery parody thing. And so the, people know it's the timey wimey one as well. Yeah. So. so there was lots of things we wanted to hit. Finally, this obviously there's soundscapes in this production. Oh yeah. You're going to hear sound effects up the wazoo. Yeah. And. I would assume, I would, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's best to listen with headphones on. Um, well, Maybe. you know, I've, I have listened to it in a car and I've listened to it on good speakers. But yeah, I do, look, I really do enjoy listening to it on headphones. When we were testing it, I know I would listen to it just through my crappy little speakers on my laptop. Um, because I thought that was a nice way that sometimes I couldn't hear things that David had put in. Mm. And I just wanted to know that we, you know, covered ourselves I would say treat yourself. Yeah, go on. <laughs> yeah. Pop the headphones on. Stick it, it in your ears. It really helps you. It's an audio travel. Treat. And the audio is beautiful. David Ashton did an amazing job. It's yeah. gorgeous. And we would write ridiculous things in the script that he would have to uh, like create. Um, and yeah, he does an amazing job. You'll hear it. I'm Vaya Pashos. You can catch me on Neighbours, the Neighbours recap podcast at neighbourspod.com. And you can find... 
this podcast on the terrace and the show itself, Night Terrace, at nightterrace.com. This episode was recorded at the Stove Monkey Cafe in South Melbourne. And we'll catch you next episode for another cup of tea on the terrace. You have been listening to On the Terrace, a Splendid Chaps production. Find more entertainment for your ears at SplendorChaps.com.